Welcome to another installment of the Legal Marketing Studio, the bi-weekly podcast examining best-in-class examples of branding, strategy, content, and technology in legal marketing. Each episode is devoted to a successful initiative, an innovative campaign, a promising technology, or an effective proven strategy for developing new business at law firms from the largest international firm to the solo attorney. I'm Michael Meyer, the host of the Legal Marketing Studio. In this episode, I am speaking with Jan Roos, the founder of Expert Engines, a boutique digital agency specializing in lead generation for small and medium-sized law firms via pay-per-click. Before founding Expert Engines, Jan was the co-founder of Vitality Sciences. His experiences promoting products for the company led him to realize the power of digital marketing, as well as his affinity and talent for it. He is a natural marketer and a true digital native. Jan, welcome to the Legal Marketing Studio. Thanks, Michael. So let's start uh, with the basics, with what is pay-per-click, what is search engine marketing, what does it look like? So we'll take it, we'll take it back to the beginning. So pay-per-click is an innovation that was pioneered by Google right around the end of the 90s. It's really sort of the fundamental element of online advertising as opposed to traditional marketing. You know, if you go back to the mid-90s, Online advertising was basically just an online version of traditional advertising. Instead of buying a billboard, you'd buy a banner on a Yahoo site, and it's 500 bucks to keep up there for the entire month, and whatever you get, you get. Pay-per-click was really attractive when it came out because it changed from paying for the space to paying for the actions that people took. In this case, a click. So that's where the term pay-per-click comes from. Whenever somebody clicks, you pay for it. Pay-per-click kind of encompasses the entire world, you know, that that's they still have the display advertising, but for the most part, uh, when people refer to pay-per-click, they tend to be referring to paid search, which would usually be the ads above Google or Yahoo or Bing or whatever you end up searching for that are related to the term that you just entered. How does it fit into a larger strategy? And this is something that we're going to come back to a couple of times throughout the conversation, I'm sure. One of the most illustrative uh, examples in the world of marketing that I really like is this whole concept of an awareness funnel. So basically, it's the process that a potential client ends up going through when they determine to hire your, your firm as an attorney. So... There's it goes everywhere from totally unaware to ready to ready to hire you. So let's go with the example of, you know, somebody who needs to have a will drawn up. You start out as completely unaware. You don't even know wills exist somewhere along the way. You might realize that you have uh, the need to have a will. Okay, you know, what's going to happen to my stuff if I end up dying or my kids going to be okay? What's going to happen? So now you're you're aware of the problem. Then you realize that there are firms in your area that might be able to take care of this. Now you're solution aware. And then you might realize that Smith & Smith PLLC is the best one for to, to do the job for. That's most aware. So where pay-per-click fits into the mix for the most part is at the very end of that funnel. So our clients are going after terms like Will's Lawyer New York City. By the time somebody is typing that into the Google search bar, they have already decided that they need a will. So at that point, there's a very specific kind of copy marketing like page that will get somebody from the point where they've decided to deciding that you're the one. So that's where pay-per-click fits in, in my opinion. Uh, stuff at the other end of the funnel can be a lot of different things around the marketing world. And I have a little bit of experience with that, not something I offer currently with our, our, our 
portfolio of services, but you know, display advertising and branding stuff can be good for bringing people over the edge. Email marketing is a great way to take somebody who's doing in that research mode and take them all the way through. Uh, SEO is also a really good way to go do that, especially if you have, uh, you know, some of a somewhat of a more niched practice. I see this a lot in, in business law, for example, but yeah, pay-per-click in, in my opinion is, is really good for bringing them that last step. Which I think is kind of cool because you can choose to play wherever you want. It's like, you know, if you wanted to play football and I only want to play fourth and goal, you know, all you have to do is take them across the finish line and they're signing your retainer. So you'd mentioned, uh, you know, wills and estates. Are there certain kinds of firms that that pay-per-click works particularly well for? And conversely, certain kinds of firms that that pay-per-click isn't going to work as well for? When you think about firms that works well for the the questions that i have are are two two mostly so the first is do you have liquidity in the market which in this sense would mean are there enough people searching for your product so if you do contracts for dairy farmers in upstate new york only it's not likely that there's going to be a ton of people searching for that. So, you know, you couldn't even spend money to get in front of those people because there's just not that many of them. Um, On the other hand, you have something like personal injury. Uh, There are people getting hit by cars every day in the city, (laughs) unfortunately, but that means that there's a lot of people searching for it. Now, the second question is what uh, in the marketing world we refer to as LTV or lifetime value. So if you're a personal injury lawyer, you know, most of my clients don't accept cases for less than $100,000 in settlement, which to them would be at least 30,000 when, when they end up closing it. Uh, on the other hand, if you're doing traffic tickets for $250 a pop, then it's going to be a little bit harder for you to get your money back. So in the end, if you have enough volume in the area that you're searching for, which is something you can find out directly through Google. And if you have enough money that you're making per retainer, which is something that you know is running your business, then pay-per-click could be, uh, that could work for you. Another thing that's very important is the urgency of the problem. If you have a service that is that sort of thing, and for the most part, a lot of consumer-facing laws like that, just by nature, legal law tends to be hair-on-fire problems, so it's pretty good. But again, there's some things I tend to avoid clients who do stuff like business and corporation and things that are you know sort of a little bit more discretionary because... You can pay for the clicks, you can get people that are interested, but they just don't have the urgency to act now. So what would a, a pay-per-click or a search engine marketing strategy look like? You know, what are some of the end goals that are that it supports? Yeah. So going back, we, we have we we ultimately at Expert Engines want to be delivering leads in the form of phone calls and emails of people who need the service right now. So the important the way that you get there from setting up an ad campaign is is different. Uh, it's, it's not just about setting up the ads. If it was that easy, then everyone would be doing it. You have to kind of control the experience from them seeing the ad all the way to making that phone call. And there's a couple of important steps that you have to take. So first, you have to write an ad that people will be compelled to click on. And a lot of people who do this themselves kind of miss out on some, some very basic things. Like another uh, something that's really important is that most attorneys are operating it's it's kind of like a fish who doesn't really know that they're in water all the time so we all know that free consultations are super standard for the industry but you might have somebody who's an immigrant to this country or they just don't happen to deal with a lot of lawyers that are really scared that they're going to call your phone number and you know get an invoice for two thousand dollars for for taking an hour of your time right so free consultation is one of those things that converts really well on the ad side so the first conversion is that actual click right so they click on your ad you've paid whatever cost per click it happens to be for your term in that area and now they're on your website 
So one of the things that's extremely important is having a website or a web page that corresponds super closely to what you're advertising the ad. So one of the mistakes I see really often as well is uh, people who will direct traffic to a homepage. So, you know, if you do personal injury, divorce law, trust in the states and all that other stuff, and you're directing somebody from a personal injury ad, they're way less likely to convert because you're, you're, you're a putting the work on them to find it. And you're B showing that this isn't something that you specialize in. So a proper landing page will convey that this is something that you guys focus on. This is something you can take care of them on. And that's one of the many things, including having a really well-written and designed landing page. It's mobile optimized and this and that, that somebody can trust to, to give you their contact information and work with you. So at that point, they're going to give you the phone call. Or you're going to email. Um, another thing you, you want to have very little distraction in your landing pages, the landing pages that we set up, there's basically two things. There's either a phone call or an email. That's all you can do on the site. Terms of service at the bottom, but that's it. No homepage, no navigation. Because again, like, you know, you don't want to have somebody go to the page because you've paid for that click. You don't want them going to see the about us and contact us today and this and that famous cases we've done because then the dog's going to bark or, you know, some nurse is going to come to the operating room or something like that. And then you've all of a sudden lost all your, all the money that you just paid to get them. And then uh, a last kind of step, and this is some sort of fancy pants stuff. So if you're familiar with remarketing, which is, you know, essentially if, you know, last time you were shopping on Amazon and then that pair of shoes is following on Facebook, uh, that's another thing that we can do to get a little bit of lift for people who will have seen the site, but don't convert right then. So you can have it follow around for a little bit. Um, generally for those bleeding neck problems, you don't want to have it for longer than a week, but basically, you know, your ad could be showing right next to the, you know, the right hand side of the New York times and say, Hey, you know, still looking for a lawyer to deal with your injury case. And then you direct them to a similar landing page. And that's usually a way to get a little bit of extra juice out of the ones that haven't converted right away. So what makes a campaign successful? What are the metrics that are really going to show that this campaign has worked, that pay-per-click is working for the firm uh, in the way that, that you want? The one main metric is your cost per lead, because that's going to determine how many leads you're getting off of your budget. Um, what goes into that is your click-through rate, your cost per click, your conversion rate. Those are basically it. Click-through rate is the amount of impressions. That's when people types in personal injury New York and your ad shows up versus the amount of clicks. So that's that's important to keep high because it eventually it means that your ads are going to be working. Um, your cost per click is what you end up paying for that. Uh, that's obviously important because the lower that is, the lower your cost per lead is. And then the conversion rate is the ratio of people who will click to people who will call or email you. And you know most of the industry standards around 2.5%. Uh, we shoot for at least 10% with our clients if we've gotten upwards of 20 and 30 in, on some of them. And you know the conversion rates, in my opinion, is super important leverage point because you know if you're paying $50 a click, that's the difference between getting a click for you know, if it's a 5%, that's going to, you know, that's going to cost you a thousand dollars. And if it's at 20%, that's going to cost you two fifty. So it's super important, but those are the, those are the major ones. Well, that's a great segue to budgets. What, you know, how much should a firm, uh, whether it's a small firm or a solo attorney, um, how much do they expect to spend on, on say a monthly basis for a pay-per-click campaign and how long will they have to run it for it to be, to see how well it's working. So one of the things that kind of frustrates me about the world of PPC is that a lot of people come into it from a background in some slower working channels. When you're talking about SEO or content marketing or social media, it's, it's sort of a slow start that that builds up steam. So those guys are usually selling contracts on the six to 12 month basis. And that's kind of the expectation that they set for results. And the reason for that is because they're working really, really hard to get traffic. 
But when you're paying for traffic, that's that's the bedrock. That's where you start. In terms of time to results, what we usually shoot for is a call within the first 72 hours, which we've hit for every single client this year and, and you know for quite a while before that. Now, I would usually expect, you know, you're going to have a good idea of what's going to happen within the first month. And going back to that first month, how much should you really put aside? So Google's minimum for getting something like this off the ground is $3,000. And they kind of take it from sort of a buy a lot of information, throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and and see what sticks, right? So if you're going to take that approach, $3,000 is probably what you want. We recommend our clients start out with a lower budget, uh, but we still have it's it's still a decently sized minimum. It's a thousand dollars, I think, is is what you can. It's really tough to see either way whether something's working or not, and it's just kind of a statistical principle called the law of large numbers. So, if you're going to flip a coin, right, uh, the average is is fifty percent, as you know. So, if you flip a hundred coins, it's way more likely that that number is going to be fifty. If you flip a coin three times and you get all heads, you could make a false conclusion that the rate of heads showing up is 100%. But the farther out you go on that timeline, the more likely that the results will reflect the true probability. So in the same vein, if you spend $100 on AdWords and you get no clicks, you might make a false conclusion that AdWords is not going to work for you. Uh, By the same token, you could have a super successful first hundred dollars and then, you know, cash out your 401k and throw it all into AdWords. That's also the wrong decision. So I think a thousand is usually a pretty good basis for most law firms to, uh, to be able to make a good decision. The only exception for this would be personal injury lawyers, just because, uh, the way that Google sets budgets is on a daily basis. So when we're talking about cost per clicks, 50 is usually a pretty good, uh, pretty good number in most major cities. And, if you're at a thousand dollar budget, that's a thirty three dollars and thirty three cents per day. So you're never going to actually get clicks because they're just more expensive than your daily budget. So you just just by the mechanics of it, you can't go less than two thousand over personal injury. One of the complaints that I, that you probably hear often is, "I tried this; it doesn't work. It's not effective. I'm not doing this again." Um, for someone who's tried it for a month and nothing worked, what are some of the things that maybe they should look at in terms of trying it again or bringing in a professional or upping their budget. Are are there mistakes that might lead someone not only to saying, well, I, you know, I got four clicks and none of them converted and that's not a big enough number. Here's the thing. Uh, Google is, is super helpful. And you know, we, we work with agency reps all the time uh, and they're really, really good at helping you buy traffic. But, you know, that's like being really, really good at throwing a football without having anyone to catch it. And conversion rate optimization is is a very, very complex field. And, you know, that's it's some of the highest level work we do just because there's there's so much needed to understand what a market wants and, and getting somebody to, to, to call and getting that 25, 30 percent conversion rate is not easy. And it takes a lot of it takes a lot of soft skills to get there. So the thing is, if you get a lot of clicks and they don't end up converting for you, you have a conversion problem. You don't have a, you don't have an AdWords problem. The, the deck is kind of stacked against you if you're, if you're listening to Google as well, because they, they want it to be easy because the more people are doing it, the more money they're spending and the more Google stock price is going to go up. So a lot of the times, yeah, it's like, you know, there's, there's a difference between doing something and doing it well. And, and AdWords is, is a lot more than ticking the box. So that I think brings us a little bit more to the nitty gritty of the campaign. And I want to go through this quickly. I don't want to get too bogged down in this, yeah. but I wonder if you could could go into a little bit of the the research that goes into 
starting a campaign in terms of figuring out what keywords a firm is going to go after uh, and then a little bit about the strategy of why you're going to choose certain keywords versus others. When we do keyword selection, we uh, our philosophy is, is basically the opposite of Google. Google is is you know throw everything against the wall, see what sticks, spend three k in a month. Uh, we are much more of a start small and expand outwards. So I'll just go through an example with like an immigration attorney, right? A great place to start. And, you know, it sometimes takes a little courage to do something simple would be immigration attorney XYZ city that you live in. Right. Immigration attorney Denver. And you can take a look for sure. There's going to be one of the things you can do is in in Google AdWords, they have something called the keyword tool and you can see how many people are searching for this. Generally, the more the more straightforward terms tend to have a lot of traffic because people are usually treating Google like the yellow pages. You know, you just want to know best immigration attorney NYC. If you can get to the point where you can hit your budget on terms that are super relevant, then there's not necessarily a need to expand because generally the, the, the kind of the tension, the fundamental tension in keyword selection is relevance versus volume. If you can have 100% of your clicks coming from people who are searching for exactly what you do, that's great. Um, but sort of the challenge with that sometimes if you want to expand your budget, maybe you can spend $1,000 a month on immigration attorney NYC. But if you want to spend 10000 to get 10x the results, uh, you might not have enough traffic right there. So at that point, you would kind of look to expand in two ways. And there's sort of semantic expansion and there's geographic expansion. If your best clients are in Manhattan, because that's where your, your, your firm's located, then you start out just targeting immigration lawyers. But if you want to do uh, in Manhattan, so maybe maybe you expand a little bit. Maybe you expand to... Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island. Not super relevant because maybe they're they're going to be having to come a little bit farther to see you. So it might be a little less likely to convert, but they're still looking for an immigration lawyer. Another thing you can do is semantic expansion. So, you know, one of the things we have working well with, with our immigration clients is different kinds of visas. You know, maybe we've run out of traffic on immigration lawyers, so we want to look for people who are looking for, you know, an E5 visa, H1B visa, a green card lawyer, you know, marriage visa, stuff like that. And that takes a little bit of, of, of a little bit of creative work. And that's honestly, if you have somebody that you're working with, that's, that's something that you should be talking with them a little bit. It's a short conversation, but no one really knows your business like you do. So it's, it's, it's good to kind of work together with somebody if you are hiring someone to work with that. And between those two things, uh, you usually can expand from something that's super targeted and then getting outwards. And then, you know, it's sometimes if, if there's any drawback to that, it's that you might wait a little bit longer to get results, but most of the clients in the small and medium law firms would prefer that to, you know, moving fast and, and breaking things in the Facebook parlance, which in this case would be their budget. <laughs> so you had mentioned before landing pages and how important landing pages are. I'm curious, those landing pages, should they be standalone? Should they augment an existing website? Should they be integrated very tightly into that website? And how, to what degree, you know, should the branding that you're using generally be applied to those landing pages. Right. So law firms invest a lot in their branding. So I think that it's, if you have a strong brand, you should absolutely be having that on the landing page. The way that we do it at expert engines is we actually have it set up as a subdomain. So if your regular domain is Smith and Smith we'd set up contact.smithandsmithlaw.com through Unbounds, and we'd basically run all of the pages through that. Uh, we set up our landing pages to have the same coloring, branding, logos, pictures, 
everything that they have as far as collateral. And that's that's really good because if you want somebody to be looking for this, this you have to be be ready for somebody to Google you after this. And if it's a consistent experience, it's going to be a lot more trustable. Um, there's other ways you can do it. But that's the way that we do it, because if, if you know, the other things would involve sort of homebrewing it. And in my opinion, you know, you have a solution like Unbounce, which is included in our service. But if you wanted to do it yourself, it's like 50 bucks a month. And, you know, you're going to be paying your developer a lot more than that if you want to do that yourself, period. I mean, they have the templates and stuff, but they're just not flexible. I don't think they look super professional either. You know, once someone is on that landing page, what is an effective call to action? What, what should be there? Or what shouldn't be there? What shouldn't be there is anything that's not a call to action. You basically want to your your person's already decided that they want to hire an attorney like you, and all you have to do is take it across the finish line. You're you're basically at fourth and goal when when you have somebody at the landing page. Free consultation is really the number one close for lawyers, and basically it's going to be call now for your free consultation, or you know enter your email and maybe some case details for the email version of that free consultation. Great. We've talked about how PPC is very quick and it should, it should, you should see the results very quickly, um, that the time frame is very compressed. Uh, I'm curious how PPC can be tied to SEO or uh, content marketing or other forms like social media, other forms of uh, other, other marketing tools that, that firms are using. Gotcha. So one of the things I like the best, and, and we have a number of firms that we, we cooperate with this for free SEO purposes, SEO, right? So the thing about SEO is that SEO's superpower is it ends up being very cheap over time. Its drawback is it takes a very long time to work. PBC's superpower is that it's super quick. And the drawback is that the price will go down less over time. So if you want to combine the two, in my opinion, the best way to do that is by testing out a lot of different potential keywords when you're doing that. So Let's say you're an immigration law practice. You want to test out immigration lawyer and every visa under the sun. Uh, you might notice that some visas are, are going to be good. Some visas are bad. You might not be willing to deal with the immigration calls or sort things through. And it's better to know that quickly than invest six months into hiring a professional SEO firm to do that before you realize, hey, I don't want to deal with all this stuff. So I think testing is the, the biggest strength with, with PPC and SEO together. Another thing is for content marketing or social media and anything that people are getting to your site to read content for, um, retargeting is something that we talked about a little bit earlier that is a, a great way to stay in front of people. So you don't want to just be counting on people to, to come back to your blog every single day to make sure that they're getting educated and, and going to call you. You can bring the action to them, whether it's through a Facebook ad um, whether it's through a video on YouTube or something on Facebook. And it, it's very simple. So if, if you want to write an article on, you know, talking about contracts for dairy farmers in upstate New York, and you just have a, you know, a, a display ad that says, hey, you know, looking to get your contract done for your dairy farm, and then you drive that to a landing page, and that's kind of a way to shorten the cycle. So those are the, the two main ways I think they work together. So once someone's put their ad at the top, you know, we're talking about the competitiveness of SEO, and it's really hard in certain spaces to get up there. Um, where it's very easy to simply pay to get at the top of the page with a, a pay-per-click ad. Is there anything people can do to make their ad versus another ad more uh, visible, more effective at the top? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say there's there's two major elements of what's going to make your ad get clicked on. One is good copywriting, and that's something I can't summarize in an answer like this. The other thing is ad extensions. You're going to notice that some ads are very, very small, and other ads are larger and have a bunch of bells and whistles. The basic format for Google search ads is a 25-character title and two 35-character descriptions with a link. 
That's that's the basics. So if you set up your stuff in Google, that's that's basically what you're going to get. The other bells and whistles are what's known as ad extensions, and they're actually completely free to set up. So almost a free lunch, as long as you know how to do this, to set up as many of these as you possibly can. And Google won't show every single one of them. They'll usually pick a few. But the more you have set up, the bigger your ads going to appear. Some of the more common ones, there's a number extension. Number extensions are great, A, because it increases the size of your ad, B, because sometimes people will call the number directly for the ad and you're not even going to pay for the click. There's another kind called site links. So what I, you know, what we like doing at Expert Engines for site links is you'll have different areas of practice. So let's say you're doing a personal injury. You have site links for wrongful death, car accidents, uh, medical malpractice and product liability. So if somebody was searching for personal injury, but they wanted a little something more specific, you click on those. And of course, those would all be landing pages tailored exactly to that. Call out extensions are not clickable, but they're basically little places that you can place things about. Uh, you can write things about your service. So it'd be bullet points, you know, available 24 seven free consultation, 30 years experience, a, you know, a billion dollars are covered in, in, in settlements. And then they have like one of the last ones that we end up using structured snippets. This is actually something that not a lot of people do in law. So, you know, a lot of people who use structured snippets would be like, you know, electrician. So it's, oh yeah, we'll do a uh, drywall, AC, DC, blah, blah, blah. We'll, you know, running wire, copper wire, you know, stuff like that. But what's really good for using that in lawyers is you can do all the kind of different cases that you take, you know, to traffic lawyer. Okay. We do traffic tickets, moving violations, license suspensions, DUI, this and that. And then that's something it just kind of shows in a list form. But yeah, you get all those running. You can usually have an ad that's sometimes two or three times bigger than the standard Google ad. And just because it's more real estate, you're more likely to have somebody click. I'm always getting from Google, you know, three hundred dollars in AdWords, sign up. It's really easy. You can do it yourself. But it sounds like there's a lot of things that when you bring in an expert, you're really going to get a higher return on it. Is, is, is that fair to say that it seems easy, but it's a lot more complex than, than it first appears? Yeah. I mean, the thing that's really seductive about any kind of advertising is that it really can boil down to a spreadsheet. So it's really easy to say, hey, look, you know, if we put a thousand dollars on this, can we land a case for fifteen hundred dollars? OK, cool. We can do that because it's you have that that like absolute justification that can potentially work for that. But again, the execution is is very different. And like you said, those those little things, there's a million you could have fantastic copy, but if you don't have your ad extensions put up, then you know you might not have somebody click on that. You could have a fantastically run AdWords campaign, but if you have a header in your landing page, you're gonna be bleeding conversion for like all all day. And the thing is that like it's 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 a fast moving world. Sometimes things in, in Google change really, really quickly. And then like recent example, they completely removed ads on the right hand side of the desktop dis, uh, display results. So we went from having 10 spots to having seven spots. And a lot of people were, were losing their heads over this. The people who are you know, doing this stuff across dozens of clients and talking with other people that are doing the same are the, the people who are going to be able to adapt to this and not lose budget because of it. So it's, it's almost, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's almost, I'm going to say it's a full-time job. Stay on top of this stuff. And when you miss out on it, it's, it's very expensive to be behind the pack. Uh, and that brings up sort of the the digital landscape that is constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Google's the big player. Yahoo and Bing are also players in this. But how often are things changing? How how on top of it do you have to be? And how big of an impact does it have when something does change? I think there's kind of different levels of things that can happen. So I would say the right hand the right hand ad removal 
was like a seismic shift in Google PBC. And that literally, so for if you were on position eight, let's say you were super competitive, you didn't have a, a, a bid that you could be on, on position seven for, if you were on position eight for all of your keywords and you weren't paying attention, you stopped getting clicks the day after that update rolled out, period. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that can really make or break an account. That stuff doesn't happen all the time. I would say maybe every three to six months, Google is going to roll out something that's going to change things very significantly. Um, but there's a lot of different things that happen very, you know, and, and if you're not paying attention, they miss. And that's like less of a, that's less of a downside to be avoided, more so an upside to be gained. So one of the updates that they rolled out in August was a countdown timer, and you could set up a specific piece of code to have it show up in your ads. So one of the things we ended up using this for recently was uh, we had the deadline for H1B visas. We had ads that had a countdown timer, and we were getting a fantastic click-through rate through that. And we were getting cheaper clicks, we were showing up more, and we were getting more calls because these people... There, you're calling to the sense of urgency. Now, if you're not paying attention to all the geeky blogs and discussions and all that stuff that that somebody who does this full time is, you're not going to lose money for not having that. But you're missing out on a competitive advantage that you'd have for being one of the first people to own that platform. And that's one of the things. I mean, look, it's it's not standard by any means yet, but you know we're taking advantage of it before the greater PPC world finds out. Um, are, are things like uh, the transition to mobile affecting? pay-per-click at all? I mean, is it, is, are there different, uh, either, uh, different strategies or different implementations or different rules that affect mobile versus say desktop search? Interesting. Yeah. So mobile actually, we, we have a lot of clients that do very well on mobile. Um, the capital sin that you want to avoid with mobile is not having a mobile optimized website. And that's sort of more of a question for your web developer. We, you know, Unbounce is mobile optimized. So we we're, we're with that with all the campaigns that we run. One of the things I have to say from a PPC perspective that's very interesting in mobile is that they have a number of campaigns that are geared specifically to getting the call. So there's the ad extension for calls in Google actually shows up as a clickable button within the Google search. That's uh, that's something definitely to take advantage of because when you click that button, that doesn't count as a conversion. That's price at the click. So you know, imagine a hundred percent conversion rate on that one click. It's great. So you can have something if you're paying you know ten bucks per keyword uh, per per click, then that's a ten dollar call. It's fantastic. There was one thing uh, that that we that we talked about in our initial conversations, and that was sort of the sort of ethical marketer uh, concept, uh, and that. You know, you would be, you know, a lot of people are happy to drive a ton of traffic without quite a worry about how does that affect the bottom line? How is that actually converting into, you know, signed retainers, closed cases? Um, could you talk about a bit about that? Because I know your focus is looking a little bit further downstream to how, you know, am I, are these campaigns getting my clients business? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something that's really important for us. And it's kind of the the DNA of the company has this because of my background as a marketer. So I started off doing this for myself. I was in a position where I was running a small business and paid traffic was keeping the lights on in the business and it was paying my rent. You know, so that's that's something that's real for a lot of these small law practices. So because of that, I'm I'm very sympathetic to the position that that these people are in that this is you know this this money is competing with your savings account and your, your kids might not be you know your kids could be either putting more money in their college fund or you're taking it from their college fund to do this so i take the the money that we we steward for our clients very very seriously 
And that boils down to, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's being responsible for results. Buying traffic is super easy. And a lot of people will be content, PPC agencies especially, to just showing you this is how many clicks we got. This is our cost per click. You know, here's your, here's your bill. Uh, going a step further is conversion rate optimization. And then you can get that to the, the leads. And then, you know, you send the report. Here's how many calls we got. But what I think the ethical marketing thing is, the, the, the right thing to do is you want to align yourself 100% with what the client is taking home, which is what's what's winding up in their checking account. And going beyond just being satisfied with generating 50, 60 leads, whatever it is, you want to say, look, what turned into a retainer? Because at the end of the day, that's that's really all that matters. And, you know, it's also super important feedback to have. I mean, when you're when you're going through an optimization pro, uh, process, a lot of it is just numbers, you know, and you might have conversion the same way that clicks might not turn into conversions. You can have a lot of conversions that are the wrong kind of calls. And then you, you know, a good ethical PPC agency will be very concerned with making sure that they're getting more of the right calls and less of the wrong calls. And in the end, it's it's look, it's the right thing to do. But it's also better for business because you're not going to keep clients that end up not getting any return from what you're doing. All right. So let's close with uh, best practices. What are your either top three best practices that you want to implement when putting a PPC campaign together or the top three pitfalls to avoid? Whichever direction you want to take that. All right. So one pitfall to avoid would be driving traffic to your homepage. And the solution to that would be driving traffic to a landing page. Now, if, that's the thing that the 2.5% conversion rate that the industry gets versus the 10% that our clients get at a bare minimum is related to getting a landing page. So if you have a thousand dollar budget, that's the difference between getting four leads and 16 leads for that super important leverage point. The second thing that's super important is getting conversion tracking set up. So you need to know not only how many calls you're getting, but where those calls are coming from. So we use a service called CallRail. It can show us exactly which ad, keyword, time of day that this thing came through. We have all the recordings. That's that's all super important in making sure that we're getting not only the right calls, but we're making sure that's going to be the kind of stuff that ends up turning into retainers. And the third thing is just avoiding Google defaults. Um, one I want to bring up in particular is, is search network with display select. So Google will actually show your text ads on various sites all over the Internet that are going to be for people, which is, which is, as you can imagine, a very different mind space for somebody who's typing in personal injury lawyer in New York City versus somebody who's seeing an ad for a personal injury lawyer just randomly browsing across the Internet. And, you know, without going into too much detail because it gets super hairy, it is absolutely not what you want to do. And it's going to spend your budget without getting any sort of return. So watching out for Google defaults would be number three. We're going to set up a uh, link on our Web page in the show notes to some materials that if people have questions, they can find some more information. Uh, and that will be expertengines.co slash slash LMS. Yeah. So I have a couple of guides. There's actually, I have a seven part guide on the top things to avoid when setting up a PPC campaign. Super. So we will have a link to that in the show notes. Jan, I want to thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Legal Marketing Studio podcast. Uh, the Legal Marketing Studio is a production of Picture More Business. The theme music was composed by Ryan Knock of Knock It Out Music. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Uh, the Legal Marketing Studio can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Extended content, such as the page that Jan is setting up for us, including photographs and other links, can be found on our website, legalmarketing.studio. Note that that's legalmarketing.studio. There is no .com. If you know someone who should appear on the Legal Marketing Studio, please send an email to producer 
at legalmarketing.studio or reach out via the contact page on our website, legalmarketing.studio. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. (music) 